Hello, humans on the planet Earth. This is Eric, and this is a podcast about the craziness that lives inside my head. I want to talk in this podcast about something, a subject that came up at work. The subject is called bullying. And I had a discussion with a woman who's, well, I'm 70, let's say, and she's in her 50s. But we were talking about the kids of today. These 18-year-olds and 19 and 20, 21-year-olds. And and we got on the thing about the internet. And um, she was saying how these kids, that's all they know about the internet, this and that. And, and of course, I was agreeing with her. And, and we got on the subject of bullying. And the way we got on that subject, either I brought it up or somebody in the group brought it up, how these kids today are so into the social media that if you say anything bad about them on Facebook or on the social media, some of them would uh, commit suicide. And of course, I went off. I said, I said, that's so stupid, you know. Of course, I, they all chastised me. No, it's not stupid. That's what that's what um, the kids today, they're all into this uh, social media thing. And, and, they, and, you know, it's like anything else when, when somebody commits suicide, if they're not stable in their mind. But then I said to them, I said, well, first of all, the parents are not teaching them um, to stand up for themselves. I said, if, if somebody were to, uh, were to talk bad about you on, on Facebook, you just unfriend them and go on about your business. So the older woman said to me, no, it's not, not that simple. It's not that simple. It's different these days. It's not that simple. Because they gotta go to school, and if it's on if it's on Facebook, everybody in, in school knows knows about them. That's uh, whoever bully them and saying certain things. It's not that simple. And I said to her, I said it's quite it's quite simple. I said, again, the parents are not teaching these kids um, how to stand up for themselves. I said because I was bullied when I was young. I was bullied for being fat. Um, and being bullied, in fact, I did care about what people say. I was young. We're talking about when I was in my um, early teens to my childhood. We call fat, and I did care what people thought about me. Oh, I got to be careful. You're going to think this about me. I remember my grandmother said to me, well, if you don't want people to think badly of you, then lose the weight. I mean, saying that to a kid is not that easy, you know. I mean, and then I told them, I said, well, but you got to teach the kids to stand up for themselves. And you got to teach them who cares of what, what other people said. Now, I'm going to be honest with you, at 70, I came up to this to this conclusion. It took me years and years and years. By the time I got into my 30s, I really did not care who thought about me. And as for standing up for yourself, you have to stand up for yourself. You have to teach these kids, especially on social media. I mean, that's, that's totally ridiculous. You know, social media, you just unfriend the person or you block the person. You just stay away from the person. I mean, it's not the same thing um, when I was going to school where you get beat up after class. Not to say, I don't know if they do that now in these days, but yeah. I mean, 
back then bullying was about being bullied at the, uh, being um, the teacher soon the teacher turned her back to write on the board they put spitballs at you or they throw things in your head and then you say something and then they give you this look you better not say nothing and if you say something um, then they want to kick your ass after school and then if you tell the teacher so-and-so was bullying me, then she would say, well, pay so-and-so no mind. Just pay him no mind. You know, so if you, she got her back turned again on the board, you know, writing on the board, and you're not paying him any mind, then they start slapping you upside the head. But that's what bullying is all about. It's about, it's about power. It's about... Um, Picking on those less fortunate than you. Actually, it's about it's about power. Because you know the person that you're picking on is not going to kick your ass because they're too they're not strong enough or too stupid enough to kick your ass, you know. And then I found out, no matter how much a guy can beat you, if you were to fight back, after a while they will leave you alone because it's not that easy. If you're an easy mark, what do they call an easy mark? They'll pick an easy mark. If they know that they can uh, put spitballs in you, you're going to cry, or they're going to kick your ass after school and you're going to run home and cry and all like this, yeah, they're going to keep doing it. But if you were to stand up for yourself and take the beating, I hate to say that, but take the beating. Let them know that you, I may not can beat you, but I'm not going to let you, I'm not going to stand there and let you beat me. Now, that takes a lot of guts. I admit, that takes a lot of guts. Again, I just say, I didn't change my attitude towards all this until I got my late 20s, early 30s. But, um, yes, I was bullied for a long time. And then when you become an adult, they bully you as, as an adult, you know. There's different ways of bullying people. But what got me to the point where I am today was the people that I care so much about. Now, this has nothing to do with bullying. It's something, well, I shouldn't say that. It's something to do with bullying when you worry about what other people think and the person who's bullying you know this and they would, and they would bully you on it. Uh, like, uh, I'm going to tell so-and-so that you're this and I'm going to tell so-and-so that you're that. You know, I mean, let's face it. There were people who say, I'm going to tell, tell the whole class that you're gay. Now, you know this person tell the whole class that, that you're gay. You know the whole class is going to be on your back bullying you. And then, then you get, uh, what's, what's the, I forgot the name they call it. Uh, then the bully might say something like, well, if you buy me a pack of cigarettes, I, I, I won't tell nobody. That's bullying. That's bullying. Uh, but see, the thing is, if you couldn't care less of what, what the class think about, you, you, you don't have to buy them a pack of cigarettes. Just go, just go ahead and tell the freaking class. And then you stand up. You've got to learn how to stand up for yourself. I'm not saying this. I think it's easier to stand up for yourself today than it was back then, because a lot of this stuff that goes on, for what I'm told, I'm not, I'm not 100 sure, but what they tell me with these kids, is on social media. And who cares about social media? Just, just block the person or block the people. If you, you know, I'll tell people if you believe so and so said this about me, that's fine. I'm unfriending you. I mean, that's simple. That's not the same thing as going to school and the whole, uh, you know, but then she was saying, the woman said to me, yes, they do do that at school because if it's on Facebook, they don't go to school and everybody's seeing it on Facebook. Well, then you have to tell the child that if that's not you, 
don't worry about it. And they, and, I mean, you got to learn to stand up for yourself because it gets when you get older, it gets worse. Doesn't get any better. It gets worse because a lot of stuff you you have to learn when you're young. It gets worse. Then you become when you get older, then you really become a scary cat and you, you become like a pawn. I hate to say this, a lot of people today are like a bunch of sheeps because they're so worried about what people are gonna say. So anyway, what got me out of that? I had a group of friends. Of course, these group of friends, I, I, you know, I wanted to think the best of me. You know how it is. This is back in the 70s. I had two jobs. I was working as a, a door-to-door life, life insurance salesman. Yes, I was door-to-door selling life insurance. And I was working for Hirschman Car. So, and I had my own apartment in Park Slope. A seven-room apartment on the top floor, paying a $200 a month rent. Boy, you couldn't get that today. That was 1978. You can't get that today. So anyway, I had these group of friends. I lost, I didn't lose my uh, Hearst job. They went on strike. And you know if you go on strike, you don't get a salary. Then what happened to my life insurance job as a salesman, uh, at the time... I was on one year, they gave you a salary for one year, and the second year, I had a two-year contract. The first year was salary. The second year was total commission. So by the time the second year came, all the stuff, all the insurance I paid for back the first year was lapsing out, and I wasn't selling any new business. So they let me go. So I had, uh, Hurst went on strike, and then... I lost my job at the same time the insurance company because I wasn't bringing a new business, so I didn't fulfill my, my contract, so they let me go. So now I had a light bill, gas bill, and rent. So these are people that I really cared about. I really cared about what they think of me. And I didn't, you know, you know, if you if, if you were back then, if you were saying uh, these people, I go tell these people that you care about that you this and you that, and I'd be like, no, no, don't do that, don't do that. I buy you a pack of cigarettes, don't do that. So anyway, I went to a friend's house, and he was living with his parents. Now, whatever, 28, 29, he was 28, 29, but he was still living at home. I had my own apartment, and I had, like I said, at the time before, I had two jobs, but he was living at home, he had no job. He was living at home, and I was at his house, and it was dinner time. And he said to me, I would love to give you something to eat because I know you're hungry, but I can't because if my mother were to see that the food is missing, missing, she would get on my case because I'm not paying rent and I'm not working. Okay. That's not the first friend. Then I went to the other friend's house and I, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm down on my luck. I got my rents coming up. You know, can you lend me, you know, I know you can't get, give me, lend me all the money for the rent, but I should be going. Hopefully the strike is over. I go back to work and I pay you back. And, you know, for the, well, I mean, you can't do this and I can do that. And she also was living at home. Granted, all these friends of mine was living at home. Now, of course, I got an attitude. And my attitude was, well, damn, I'm so worried about what you think. Now, mind you, 
when they needed money, I was there. When they needed food, I was there. And at this time, I was drinking and drugging. So everybody came up to my house. When they wanted to get a free drink or a free drug, I was at my house. But after that incident, I said, no, I don't care what people think. Because it doesn't make any sense. Why you care what people think of you if they're not, if they're not paying your rent, paying your gas bill, paying your light bill, and feeding you and putting food in your stomach and clothes on your back? What the fuck you care what they think? This is what you got to teach your kids today. What the fuck you care about what your friends think? They're not putting food in your stomach. They're not putting a roof on your head. If anything, your parents, like lucky for me, my mother at that time, she paid my rent. And then I did beg my father for some money for the gas and light. But my mother was the one who paid my rent. Now that's who you, that's who you would care what they think. People to do things for you. But getting back to the bully, bullying, the best way to stop a bully is to stand up to a bully. You stand up to them. They'll get tired. If they kick your ass every day, it gets tiring. If you fought for it, if you fought back. Because then they're going to get tired even though they could beat you. It's not easy to beat you because they got to fight you, really fight you. They can't just go boo and you run into the woods or somewhere scared. They know that you're going to stand up for yourself. They have to put up a fight themselves. I'll give you an, inc an instant that happened to me in the fifth grade. I got a kid in my class mad at me because I think I wouldn't told on him that he was he's bullying me. The teacher. And the teacher, and then he was a bully because the teacher knew this because he he was being complained by other kids. So she put him in detention or she just sent him to another uh, an empty classroom. He had to stay there by himself for about a couple of hours. Anyway, he said he's going to kick my ass. Wait till 3 o'clock. I'm going to kick your ass. I said, okay. I snuck out of school and ran home. I ran home. Now, I should say unfortunately for me, fortunately or unfortunately, whatever you're on the court, I was in the fifth grade. I ran home and my stepfather was home. Who's never home? He don't get off, he don't get off work at five o'clock. So what the hell is he doing home? I'm usually home by by, by four, I get out of school at three, I'm home by four. But now well, it's one o'clock in the afternoon, so what is he doing home? Anyway, he asked me that question. And I didn't know what to say. I started stuttering, I started stuttering. He said you, you're not supposed to be home. He said, get your ass back in school. You were playing hooky. I said, no, no, I don't want to. And I cried. I didn't want to go. And he said, fine, what's wrong with you? And I told him, a kid's going to kick my ass at 3 o'clock. He said, well, if you don't get your ass back to school, I want to kick your ass. So he made me go back to school. And he brought me back to school. To the school. To the schoolyard. Now, mind you, by the time we got there, it was 3 o'clock. And the kids was coming out of school. He said, now, show me the guy who's going to kick your ass because I'm going to stand here and watch you fight. The guy there was, didn't show up. Not that he didn't show up. I think the guy was still in detention, by the way. I think he was still in detention because the class school was out. We waited till everybody left, you know, in that schoolyard till everybody left. I didn't see him, but I was lucky. I have a funny suspicion he was still in detention. So, anyway... If he did show up, my stepfather was going to make me fight the guy. And he couldn't care less if the guy beat my ass. He said, you got to learn to stand up for yourself. Even if you can't beat the guy, you still got to stand up and don't run away like a coward. Now, maybe he taught me something. I don't know. But what, what taught me to stand up for myself, 
It was another incident. Now, that was in fifth grade. Now I'm in junior high school. And there were two guys that always bullied me. And in fact, I think one guy got me to buy him a pack of cigarettes to keep him from beating my ass. So it was two guys. One was... Now, we were in junior high school, and I know the, the guy was actually training to be a boxer. And that's the one that's kicking my ass. And he had a sidekick. I remember. His sidekick was Puerto Rican. That's Puerto Rican sidekick. <laughs> you know, the goofy kind of was good. <laughs> Always laughing at every damn thing. And one day at school, we was in, we had auditorium. And in the auditorium, the guy who was training to be a boxer that was beating on me or bullying me was out sick that day. So his sidekick was in was in you know, in the auditorium. They was in different they were in a different class. But his sidekick came over to me and started bullying me. I think he, if I'm not mistaken, he did laugh at me and say, "Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. I need I need a pack of cigarettes. We gonna give me some money for a pack of cigarettes." I beat his ass. I whipped his ass. We both had to go to, uh, right in the auditorium. We both was in detention after that. I whipped his ass. And then he, like a dummy, turned to me, um, not while I was whipping his ass, but uh, I think right after that, when we both got sent to the principal office and we had to serve detention, he goes, well, why are you so waiting on me? You don't beat so-and-so and his buddy. Well, I can't beat, I told him, I can't beat your buddy. Your buddy's learning how, your buddy is, is learning how to be a boxer and he's muscular. I, I can't beat him. I said, but I can beat your ass. That, ever since that day, I'm going to be honest with you, ever since that day, that's when a lot of the bullying stopped. Everything since that day, the bullying stopped. Because then when somebody tried to bully me, I would stand up for myself. I would say, well, go ahead. Sometimes you got to play, I hate to say, a dare. When a guy said that, I'm going I'm to kick your ass, and you stand up, you say, okay, kick my freaking ass. And then they, they give you, you give them that look like you was ready to kick their ass. Sometimes, I'm going to say sometimes, they back off. And sometimes you do have to fight. And you'd be surprised. You win a fight. Now that one I was just telling you about that I kicked his ass, I, I was so mad it was the fact of me winning the fight. What got me so, so angry is the fact that he was trying to take over his buddy's position in bullying me. No, you want. No, you're not. I can't beat you, buddy. Your buddy is learning how to box. He's muscular. You're nothing but a skinny old thing. Anyway. But you know what? I want to talk about bullying in general. I mean, people don't see bullying as as our government is a bully. You might say, well, how can the government be a bully? What well, a government be, is, is a bully. Not only our government, all governments is a bully. You know how it works. Those with the power bully the, the ones who don't have the power. You know. To me it's a sign of bully. If you if you come from a rich country and, and, and a rich country would say to a poor country, Well, if you be on our side and you spy for us on that other country over there, we'll give you food. Or you be on our side. And you do this for us, we'll give you weapons, we'll give you oil, we'll give you. That's a, that's bullying. 
The government bullies. Let's say the government don't build it. The government bullies. You know. Every every government is bullying. There's plenty plenty plays to look at to look at bullying. Anyway, I did look up the the, uh, the how you say the definition of bullying, and I came up with a, quite a few interesting things. It says bully, seek to harm, intimidate, or coerce someone perceived as vulnerable, a blistering. Browbeating person, one who is habitually cruel, insulting, or threatening to others who are weaker, smaller, or in some way vulnerable, tormented. Well, that's a lot when you think about it. Bullying means a lot. It doesn't necessarily mean um, somebody bully you, like I say, a neighbor or a school. They do it in business. I mean, if you want to take what's going on today with this um, pharmaceutical, oh, you hurt? You in pain? Well, we just have this drug that you should take. Oh, you don't want to take it? Okay, stay in pain. But if you don't want pain, take this medication. Give us $1,000 for it, and, you'll be, and you won't be in pain. Or I'm going to tell you something very interesting. Um... This is my this is my take on it. We're in this is 2020 in this this year of COVID. I'm gonna be quite honest with you. The way the governments of this planet, the way they carry it on, is a, in me is a sign of bullying. It's like let's see what the populations of the world are gonna do if we tell them they have to wear a mask or they're gonna die. Meanwhile, people are dying every day whether whether we have COVID or not. I don't see them saying that. Instead of them trying to build up. Our confidence, they, they, they use scare tactics. Scare tactics to scare you into doing whatever the government wants you to do. That's that's bullying. That's not looking out for the for the population. That's not looking out if 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 government is the parent and we're the children. That's not how you is that how you you raise your children to scare them. And I'll be honest with you, sometimes they do. Some parents do do that. Some parents, they call uh, capital punishment. They beat their child. I mean, I had a discussion with a woman at a job. I said, yeah, I used to get beat a lot. But I, if I had children, I wouldn't beat them. I would try to explain to them why they shouldn't do the things they shouldn't do. Governments don't do that. Governments say, do, do as I say. Not as I do, but you do as I say. That's what the government said. I said, wear a mask, you wear a mask. People are dying. Can't you see people are dying? A million people are going to die. And then a friend of mine got upset. People are not wearing that mask. I said, of course not. They said a million people are supposed to die by now. A million people didn't die. Oh, well, well yeah, but they died because of the... Yeah, I said, yeah, but you don't know that. It's if people die from the flu, people die from the common cold. You know, I said, then, then this is why... Governments do what they do, and then they sit and wonder why this population is distrusting of them. Well, because you're not telling the truth. Just tell the truth. If you really care about your your people that you govern, tell them the truth. The truth is, we have this disease. We don't know what the hell's going on, but it's it's good for everybody to wear a mask in the beginning. The first thing they should have said: We don't know what's going on. 
But we uh, uh, recommended that we all wear masks until we find out what the hell's going on. That's all they have to say. I got tired hearing about um, the experts, the experts, the experts. Meanwhile, you're scaring everybody. Isn't that what bullies do? Don't bullies do that? Bullies, they scare you. Oh, if you don't do this, I'm going to kick your ass. What's the same thing the government said? If you don't wear a mask, you're going to drop dead. I don't, I don't see people dropping dead. Yes, people are dying. According to what they said, most of the people that was dying were in the nursing home. Well, they're sickly. And they're old. Of course, sickly people and old people are going to die. Of course, people who have underlying sickness is going to die. Then they say, well, the healthy, well, healthy people will die. Well, you don't even know they were healthy. You don't know that. There's people walking around now. Oh, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. And the next thing they do, I, I, I heard stories. I should hear stories. When I worked when I worked on Wall Street, it was, it was two people who did that. Oh, they were healthy. They were working out. They lost all this weight. They lifting and this, this, looking great. And they dropped dead. Why they dropped dead? They had an aneurysm. Because you don't know. You just don't know. That's all they had to say. We don't know. Why people? Why this is happening? This disease or sickness? But we recommend that everybody should wear a mask. That's all they have to say. And then people would have paid attention. People, you wouldn't have so many people distrusting of your government because they kept changing it every other week. They change it. Stop changing it. You don't know. You're not an expert. Experts would know. You don't know. You should have just kept saying we don't know. That is my rant today. Of bullying. And I'm calling this podcast. To bully. Or be bullied. That is the question. This is Eric. And what I just talked to. Was the craziness. That lives inside my head.